Chicken and Grits. Chicken and Grits on Tuesday night in the Champagne Room, Basement Podcast Studios. I'm Ken Marangolo, joined by Kevin Ricca. Oh, no, man. That is, that is in fact, Tim Strachan. That was, that, was, that was not Tim Strachan. That is Tim Strachan. That was Tim Strachan. All night. Don't confuse it now. And this is the Audible. This is our weekly episode of Off Season on the Brink. Hello to Hogs Haven. And a special hello to uh, our main man. We can't, do, we can't do Southern without Fred Smoot. Well, you brought up chicken and grits. That go with Mississippi most definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I figured you might know something about that. I know a little bit about it. You know, the thing about Mississippians and Southerners alike, you know, the food is so good, and we know it's killing us, giving us diabetes, and we still eat it. <laughs> well, that's how you know it's good. <laughs> what, about, what about chicken fried steak? That's always been an anomaly, but it is delicious. Oh, no, it's one of my favorites. I love chicken fried steak, and you got to have that with some mashed potatoes or rice and gravy, my God. Mm. There's no there's no group of people who are more used to and have more knowledge about loving something that's unhealthy than Redskins fans uh, over the last few <laughs> few years. Nice segue. And, nice. But, but you know what, Fred? We, you know, we talked about it last time you were on, and uh, things, things have been – generally trending in a good way, two straight winning seasons. You still, we still got a quarterback. We still got a guy that's going to show up next season, a pretty good yeah, one. Do, 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 do we still have a quarterback? Do, do we still have a quarterback? Do we got a loner? Or do, do we still have a quarterback that we can call ours? Yep. Yes, we do. No, we only have him for, uh, it's like leasing a car, and you know the lease is coming up soon, so you want to get out and drive it a little bit more. But it's yeah, your I, car at that point. And in it's time. not broken before you got to get no, it back. No, no, no. That car is getting ready for the next owner. You know this. Well, at $24 million, he's still, he's still perfectly reasonable. Uh, you know what you're getting numbers-wise. There's no reason to think that if he's our quarterback in 2017, that you know, he, him and our offense will get us eight wins. Is that fandom? Is that fandom that's coming out of your mouth right now? Are you looking at the facts? Uh, we're talking about a quarterback that threw for 4,500 yards and only scored 25 touchdowns. So that tells you he has a problem in the red zone. He doesn't finish drives. And we're also talking about a quarterback that's been in the upper percentile of passing yards the last couple of years but has yet to win a playoff game. So I know your girlfriend looks good. <laughs> looks good on the outside. But is she good for you? She she first of all she looks real she good. good and and, and let's you. be honest sometimes that's a great question but, but she but she looks good and and but yeah but she has no career she's hollow she's gonna ride your back in the ground and soon as you lose that great job of yours she's gone I'm not this analogy all is but, freaking but me all out. of a sudden <laughs> but hey all of a sudden in three years if he, if he does what he's what he does Dang. for us that that'll be three straight above average years as a starting quarterback in this league, it's certainly worth something. And, and, it, and I'll tell you what, Fred, if San Francisco drafts anybody in the first two rounds, not, you know, named Kaiser, Webb, Mahomes, Trubisky, probably not, Watson, probably not. Guess what? Kirk, Kirk and the Redskins are all of a sudden going to have to get a little teeny bit more cozy. No, no, yeah, they they are, and and the only reason they haven't dealt them to the red, I mean, to the Forty ers is because of disgust that the front office of the Redskins has for the Forty ers mm-hmm. They don't want to talk. They don't want to get into a deal. Could you imagine it? Imagine it. Close your eyes, and I told you we traded Kirk Cousins 
on draft day, took the 49ers for their number two pick and let's just say a third round pick. Now that's giving the Redskins two first round picks and a top three pick. Let's say we trade down from their top second pick to number 10. And -hmm. now we have three first round picks. And we get Deshaun Watson, Jonathan Allen, and Christian McCaffrey. Have we not won the draft? We've won the uh, Fred. I, I gotta be honest with you. you, you that you're drink. Have you been drinking from from my well? I mean that that's because that's that, you, <laughs> that's amazing. I, I would. Say, we, we would all. I think that's. Hey, a, well, well, you gotta realize the guy that we want to pay is about to turn thirty. If we give him a six year contract for hundred and twenty million, we're married to this guy till he's thirty six years old. We don't even know if he's gonna be playing at a high level at that time. If you're going to rebuild, this is the time to rebuild. Uh, I'm sorry, the Dallas Cowboys are one of the youngest teams in the league. Yeah, that's have right. the most dominant offensive line in the league. So until we have the most dominant defensive line in the league, we're not going to win the division I, anyway. We have, we have a Super Bowl winning quarterback on the other side with the Giants and a young team with Philadelphia. Now is the time to rebuild. I, this is okay. So I love this. First of all, Fred, I love this because <laughs> because that's that's the. Because you don't push the rebuild button unless you're committed to it. And at any given time over the last, call it 20 years, I've been very reticent to say what Fred is saying, and I've done it maybe twice. And in in neither time did the Redskins fully commit to to the rebuild button. So I respect, Fred, I respect that part of your argument, that if you're going to do it, do it. Don't, don't, don't just like, and, and do it when you have a card to play. So if you're going to do what Fred's su- suggesting, then you absolutely trade Kirk Cousins and, and, and build that young talent base. You know, Fred, I... And then you want to build, then you want to build, you want to make sure you're building in one of the best drafts in the last 12 years. This draft is loaded with talent. Not loaded with quarterbacks, but loaded with talent. You can find a middle linebacker. You can find... You can find pass rushers. You can find uh, deep safety help if you need it. You can find a running back. Finally, give us a running back. You can find a a backup tight end. You can find so much value in this draft. All you have to do is collect picks. And we only have one bargaining chip, and that's Kirk Cousins. And he don't even want to be here. So what I'm gathering from these last few minutes that have just been outstanding uh, I just magically squeezed into 32, 36 jeans, Fred. Uh, you from what I'm gathering oh, from, I'm picking up what you're saying, seven, I'm going 32, 36s. They're, they're, they're not sevens. Uh, those don't fit. I, I get the 7.5s. Uh, you can't make a hoe a housewife from my pickup from the whole Kirk Cousin situation. You can do it. You can do it as long as you get three first rounders. So am I clear on all of this? Look, I think I picked it up. Yeah. I think I've gotten to a place of understanding. I, I like I said, it's not a bad outcome. What with the, the the situation that you outlined, Fred, is not a bad outcome. I'm I'm coming at it from a different standpoint, and I will say, and I hope you can also respect that this league is quarterback driven, and I I you know we might not see eye to eye on exactly where we would put Kirk Cousins. I think he's trending up. I think if you get what you're getting from him now and, you, and you're doing slightly better than that on an annual basis, I feel like we know him better than anyone. 
we, we well, hey, what, what has he? What, this is what Kurt has proved. Kurt has proved <sighs> that he's a great regular season quarterback. He's also shown the tendencies of a middle child. You know how the middle child of three childs. He hates everybody because he feels like nobody loves him. And, you know, RG3 was that first child that came here. And, and it seems like to me, Kirk wants to show us that since we love the first child so much, he's going to put our feet to the burner and make us take him a ransom to keep him. And while doing this, he's going to sabotage the team because he's going to have nobody to block for him and nobody to throw to. All right, defense. Let's be honest. Kirk is a good quarterback and a good guy. I love him. But we got a guy right up the street, Joe Flacco. Nobody respects. He won two Super Bowls. And I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins is not Joe Flacco. But when Joe won those things, he had great defenses. So if you can't put the right amount of talent around the quarterback, what's the use of having him anyway? We're not a Super Bowl contender. And whatever you want to say right now, this roster is not a Super Bowl contender. So how do you get that? You take the building blocks you have and you add to them. I, I, it's, it, it's a it's a tried and true way of doing it. I just see, Fred. Here's what pains me so much about what you just said. Everything you said makes makes perfect sense to me. I've made the same argument a couple of different times over the last 10 or 15 seasons when, when organizationally the Redskins could have done exactly you what you're doing. you have not made that argument about no, no, no. specifically Kirk Cousins. No, of course not. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what that, to me, that's what hurts me I the most about this. I'm going to agree with Smoot, who is but, but no, hold on, hold on, T, hold on, T. The one thing I'm saying is I, the, the reason why it pains me so much is because I've wanted to push the blow up button so many times and, and commit to it. The red, the card that we have to play is worth a lot of money. But I think Kirk is the guy, so that's where that's where I disagree on the whole thing. I, I, but 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 now, when you thinking he's the guy, what's the when we when we put a football team together, we put them together for one reason. We put them together to go win a championship. Let's mm-hmm. look at the last couple of Super Bowl winners. They all got their quarterback last. Seattle put together a defense and a run game and got their quarterback last. Uh, Dallas did the same thing, got their quarterback last. Uh, Brady don't even win Super Bowls when he has the best offense. He only wins them when they have a top 10 defense. Peyton only won when the coach defense could keep them in the game. I don't care how great your quarterback is. We just witnessed Matt Ryan go up by 30 and lose because one defense showed up to play and the other one didn't. That's true. That is true. It's quarterback driven. This league is quarterback driven. But I'm sorry. Teams. Teams, the best teams in football win, not yeah, the best but players. But you can't do it without Kirk. You can't do it without Kirk. Disagree with yeah, him, no, he's he's but he's making. I can do it with a Trent Dilfer. You can do it with Trent Dilfer. I can do it with a couple people. But you, but, but Fred, I'm talking about you have a guy. More articulate than I've ever been on the. Of course, but you have a guy. So the the only the only hole in that argument, Fred, is that you have a guy. Anyone who's ever won with a great defense had a guy, and uh, we don't have a great defense. But I'm saying we have a guy. If you if you let Kirk Cousins go, that's fine. But you do not have a guy, and you all you're getting is a chance at a guy with Deshaun Watson or, or any hey, of the well, guys. It well, it, it's a proven fact that you're just not going to win with just offense. That's right. right. You're just not going to win with offense, so you can't predicate that on who has the best quarterback. Because if that's the case, the Green Bay Packers will win every year, but they don't. It's about the best 53 guys. And until people understand that, now I know it's been a long time since we had a quarterback in Washington. Come on. I played with Tony Banks, 
Jeff George, hey, uh, Danny Warfelhouse. We don't Shane have enough Matthews. time for all this. <laughs> I'm going to say, I've been, I've been through them all. I've been through them all. But I tell you what, if you could ever get a great team, quarterbacks and offense sell tickets and defense wins championships. Hey, talk about that, that game against the Ravens at FedEx uh, with Tony Banks as quarterback. We won like, I think we won te- either 7-3 or 10-7. I've Just seen a it. Terrible, terrible game where you where you guys stood up. I, I, that was that was just Tony Banks magic. We went we went blow for blow with one of the best defenses of all time because yeah. I think that year they won the Super Bowl. We went yeah because okay, we beat them guys. We beat them the yeah, year they we won the Super Bowl. And I, and, I, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I had an interception in that game. I was oh, there. you got that Dilfer? You took Dilfer you now. Yeah. You should be able to do that every yeah. once in a while for yourself. Go ahead. Yeah, Our, yeah. So, but but. I knew deep down inside that the other team across the field was a more complete team. Yeah, any given yep. Sunday. Well, you also, but Fred, you also knew our organization. Uh, you you basically were like, yeah, they're probably better than the way we do it. Probably. I mean, <laughs> what? Well, you- <laughs> yeah, it's the proof in the pudding, and the yeah. organization up this up the road. They, you know, from the from the front office down, they work together. They they know what type of guys they want. They don't force their hand, and they could be not one of the best drafting teams, but could be the best drafting team uh, in the NFL right now. Ozzie, yeah. Ozzie is a first class. Ozzie's top three. But they also gave Flacco all that money, yeah. and then all that defense kind of went away. That well, yeah, Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And that's what I'm telling you. You cannot pay. You can't, you can't rob Peter to pay Paul. You just can't do it. <laughs> well, I... Yeah. Would, would ask Peter if you would just wait just for a couple of days before Paul will get back to me. It's going to be just fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, okay, so best case scenario, who do we draft in the first round if we don't make a trade? All right, we got to ask ourselves, where do we have to get better at? All right, we have to get better up front. We have to get defensive linemen. We need fat boys. We need 300-pounders that move the needle, that that, that, that that change the game. And I'm hoping a guy like Jonathan Allen fall to us at Well, 17. that would be nice. A lot, more, a lot more mocks are, are dropping him down to us. Hey, he went to high school right hey, where you're from. Maybe you could get involved yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, he's an he's a, he's a Ashburn kid. Yes, you know, what better representative to bring? This guy has a a J.J. Watt-type motor and, and ability. He can play all three positions on the line. Now you get closer to competing with the guys in your division, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. If we can get deeper on that defensive line, and also we have to get a back in this draft. Luckily, it's 15 to 20 backs in this draft. We can get a back in the second, third, fourth round, but we cannot wait to get that big D lineman. I do understand that, but there's not many big D linemen, and it's a big gap between the first and the third round. And if Jonathan Allen doesn't fall, I don't know if there's a guy there for us. It's more about value. You get a guy like Jonathan Allen, that's a high value pick at that point. You don't want, I, I don't like the Brantley. He's a high right? value pick in the top Florida. three. That's yeah. not a guy I want. Well, Brantley's to take the first done. Round at Brantley's 17. out. I mean, Brantley's out. That kind of a guy. Yeah. I would want it to. To me, a guy like Allen is a difference maker that you do take at that point. Oh, yeah, he'll be not, a dream pick. There's other stuff. If we get Allen, I think we all yeah, he's do the, it. The, he's the Josh Jackson. Yeah, yeah, if he the, just the, falls the, to us, we're just like, okay, yeah, we, got him. we have to pick him because we, he, we had him so high. Fred, before... Yeah, before, most definitely. Before, and we have to also worry about the middle linebacker position. It's a couple of things on this team that we have to address that this draft could, could give to us. I'm talking about players that could fall into our lap. Yeah. 
I just think that uh, the guy Dalvin Tomlinson in the third round is going to be something that we got our eye on, but he's ranked right around the time that we pick. And if we don't trade up in that third round to get that wide body, there's not a lot of, a lot of other wide bodies out there that don't have huge, huge question marks if Jonathan Allen doesn't fall to us. Caleb Brantley going out and messing around in town this week. Uh, he's going to fall in the draft. We're not going to get him. We're not going to take him yeah, in the second cost, round. They, they cost themselves some money, but we yeah, can't get did. another smooth. The last smooth we drafted yeah. was a pretty talented guy. <laughs> Illinois have a guy by the name of Dwayne Smooth that could come off that edge, that yes, could add to a line, that could possibly be a, a day one starter. Lovey Smith was his coach. Uh, he has pro coaching. This guy could be versatile, man. With him almost being with 290 right now, when, when he gets that rich man money, he's probably going to be 315. Yeah. All right, so Fred. Uh, we all agree defense is where we need the most help. If there's a guy available on the board when we draft that makes sense, uh, no, no one's gonna no one's gonna argue with that. But let me ask you, what offensive player could you see the Redskins taking that you wouldn't just you that you could live with? Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I think he's the best back in this draft. Uh, I love some Leonard Fournette. But he's a he's off of that Adrian Peterson tree. I need to see him pass block and catch out the backfield more. But Carolina's a perfect place for him. But Christian McCaffrey is a guy that can add a dynamic to your offense that nobody else can. Nobody else can add this to your offense. I'm talking about a guy that can actually play slot, a guy that can actually return. You're talking about a guy that you could actually get 55 plays a game from. It's like he. I mean, he's like he. Brian Mitchell. Would would not be happy for us. To, I mean, I, he's like a step. He's like a he's like a, Brian Mitchell evo- evolved. I mean, he's you know what I mean. Like he's like Brian Mitchell, Larry Centers plus. Uh, no, no, he, plus, he, plus he, little Westbrook. Plus I think Westbrook. he reminds me of. He reminds me of a mixture of Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk, and Eric Metcalf. Eric Metcalf. There you go. Hey, yes, Eric came. He was on your. Wasn't he on your team with uh, yes, Schottenheimer? He was on my team. He was on my team my rookie year, tried to buy the number 21 from me and everything. Yeah, well, he is a local legend from Sh- the league. Schottenheimer brought him in. From the league, yes. Fred Smoot. We have all these arguments. Eric Metcalf from the league, he's an from, original. He's from the league. He's our boy. But uh, what did he do? Washington Catholic what did he do his first conference. game as a Redskin, Freddie? No, he returned. He returned a punt for like seventy-three yards. Didn't yes, he? he did. Yes, he did. Schottenheimer was the first time he ever touched it as a Redskin, and he by far was the prettiest running athlete I've ever seen in my life. When when, when he ran, it, it looked like his feet was never hitting the ground, like he was walking on clouds. He was a very smooth athlete. That's why Daryl Snyder at O'Connor put him in the lonesome polecat and took on the Demathers and the St. Johns with all ten guys spread out from sideline to sideline. A, a center would snap it to him, and he just ran around and beat eleven other guys. He was yeah. just better than them. It was crazy. I remember being a kid and my parents just saying, We're, "There's yeah. this kid we yeah. got to go see." And, yeah, you know, yeah. On a Friday night, we went out to you know Virginia to to, to, to O'Connell to watch this kid play. Then I watched him, you know, his career grow up and, yeah. and play I in the NFL. I love that he just said Eric Metcalf. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Eric, you hit a awesome. nerve. You hit a nerve, yes, Fred. He did. Now we need him. Yeah. Now we do need him. Now we do need him. We need. We, what we need is Eric Metcalf to have a son. Can we, can, we, can we just can we just note from the last time we talked with Smoot that he actually was asked a question and he brought up a DMV guy, yeah. not a a Southern boy. Well, he's brought up some Southern boys too, but I think he's equally. I think he's. There's, I don't well, think there's any more bias. We had a little discussion about who's better. 
Yeah, I'm a football historian. Like I know my football history like no other. I enjoy it, man. And and when you when you get the chance to play with a guy like Aaron Metcalf, you're not gonna forget it. Plus, when I got drafted, the Redskins was the old folks' home of Ashburn. Every guy <laughs> on my team was 33 years old. Yeah, exactly. So so it was no surprise that when old you bastards. you thought any other organization in the entire league probably did it better than us. Um, good Lord. No, hey, listen, they're not teaching any, like Vinny Serrato wasn't teaching at general manager school, uh, you know, uh, might right be. now. He might be. He might God be. Yeah. Hey, Fred. Hey, what? man, I, I, I love Vinny. Everybody give Vinny a hard time. I love Vinny. Vinny did a nice job with the 49ers, and he got here when we had a, a, a owner that was still in his 30s, man. I think people have to understand, they, they hard on Dan, but Dan was a young buck when he bought this team. And, and a fan, boy, they really loved the Redskins and would did anything to, to help us win. And, you know, I think people, you know, give him and Vinny a hard time, you know? Well, but it, you're right. <coughs> um, we do. Uh, and, and, but you know what? He came by it honestly. Uh, it, they learned in front of everybody. I'd like to think that Dan Snyder is is showing, you know, right now, you know, hopefully, uh, some of the lessons that he's learned. But I'll, I'll say, Fred, one thing that we do on this show, and I wanted I wanted to uh, transition to this, was we have a guest from a prior show ask a question to a guest on an upcoming show, and we just had right. we just had Rob Kelly on. We talked to him like uh, twenty minutes ago, right before we got we got on with you. We were talking to Rob. And Fat Rob, I know, I know. So we got to talk. I want to get your take on on him as a player and as well. He's mm-hmm. he's obviously he's an awesome guy. Uh, f- first first team all nice, great as, as we like to say. And mm-hmm. and he, he was trying to he was trying to ask you something you know maybe something related to your southern roots and we, we kind of played you up but uh, he wanted to keep it to football and he did he he, he was actually interested in your take on what his his team needed most, where they were weak the most and where they were going to address needs the most on draft night. So um, I think you've kind of started along those lines with your, with two first-round selections of a, of a D lineman and on the offensive side, Christian McCaffrey. But, yeah. but just take us through maybe like the second, third, and fourth rounds because that's where an organization is, is making a statement on what it needs and it's trying to match value with need at that point in time. Where do you see the Redskins really getting dirty in those rounds? Well, you know, it's some big names that's going to still be there in the second and third round. Think about if we could steal a guy uh, like Jonathan Allen in the first and then get a guy like Malik McDowell from Michigan State in the second round, 6'6", 295 pounds. A guy like that could slip to you. Uh, 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 Reddick, the linebacker, a guy that could play inside backer, outside backer. What about what about Zach Cunningham from uh, Vanderbilt? This is a guy with range, a very long middle linebacker. You know, everybody's going to the tall middle linebacker that can run with the tall tight ends. So it's all kind of guys out there. Uh, Dylan Cole, a guy from Missouri State, a lot of people don't know about. He's a guy that can, can play all around. I can, I got another one for you that you probably don't know about. His name is Grover, Grover Stewart. He's from Albany State. Great he's name. just how I like him. He's 6'4", 350 pounds, and he smells like bacon in old spice. <laughs> he's another guy that you got to really, really you know, look at when you think about these guys. And, you know, a guy like Alvin Kamara from Tennessee, <laughs> a running back that might, you know, you could speak in the third round. So, he's you know, stuck. to get that Rob, you know, a, another running back that takes some pressure off of him, you know, so it's a lot of guys out there. You can get, you can get a rush pass, or, you know, because Preston you know, to get somebody behind him, a guy like Tim Williams from Alabama. So it's a lot of guys. Like I said before, 
I haven't seen a draft this deep in over 14, 15 years. This is a wonderful draft. And I think if you're a team that's rebuilding or refueling, a team like the Browns, you can change the face of your organization Thursday, starting Thursday. Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to take a liberty and actually ask a follow-up question for Fat Rob that connects to what we were talking before. What is better, Mississippi food, home cooking, or New Orleans? That's a tough one. Don't turn me against my family. <laughs> I, 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 hey, we asked ask, ask ask the hard questions. hitters, man. We asked hard Strack questions. Strack and the hard hitters, bro. Hey, 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 all right, all right, fellas. Here we go. Uh, you know, I'm a Mississippi guy to the heart. Barely made it out of there Uh-oh. without getting diabetes. So you Uh-oh. know I eat my share of food. But I'm sorry. New Orleans-style food is second to none in America. And I would challenge a lot of countries. I'm sorry, the combination between, you know, the Creole food and, and the Southern food, the gumbos, the jambalayas, and the fact that they use what they have. It doesn't matter. It, it, they turn it into a delicacy. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with New Orleans-style food. Speaking there for Fat go, Rob, he agrees. Yes. He agrees. It, and Fat Rob knows his food. If your first name Fat, you put him in the food. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, Fred, I just got to ask you one thing. I know these D-backs around here for the last 15, 20 years better be using you as a point of reference. One of the greatest trash talkers of all time, I noticed that a young man, Quincy Wilson, out of Florida, right before the Tennessee game came out and said, nobody ever saw a duck pull a truck and then guaranteed a W and then lost for the Ooh, first time in 12 like games. That. That yeah, like yes, that sounds like something. Fred. My granddad would say. <laughs> but Fred, they lost for the first time in 12 times to Tennessee that day. What advice would you give to him? Keep on talking, keep on walking, because that's what defensive backs do. I got a short memory. I, I started the league with CTE. You burn me, I'm going to keep on playing. It doesn't bother me as a cornerback. You have to lie to yourself half the time. End of the day, you have to understand you're going to get beat, but I got to get up, dust myself off, and keep going. I'm a fan of Quincy Wilson. I love his length. I love his ball skills. He's going to be a good pro. I hope he lands on the right team because that's the most important thing in the league. If you land on the wrong team, you will have a short career. My so man. that's a guy that I'm pulling for and keep on talking. Actually, he needs to look in my book and steal some of my quotes. <laughs> You're going to give it to him, too, aren't you? Uh, uh, of course I am. I like to hear my qu- quotes recited by other young, best. talented guys. Three quarters of the world is covered with water. The rest? Yes. By Fred Smoot. By me. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> Hey, listen, we appreciate you. We we, uh, we appreciate your time. Um, I want to say thank you on behalf of Kevin Ricca, on behalf of Tim Strachan, on behalf of Hogs Haven. Um, Fred, listen, man. We wish you the best. Uh, we, we look forward to seeing you soon. We look forward to having you uh, back on the show soon. And uh, most importantly, hail to the Redskins. And let's go get. Let's go have ourselves a big Thursday night. Hey, hey I, I feel you, fellas. Thank y'all for having me. I always enjoy it. And the great thing about me, all my teams say the same moniker. So I go hail state, then I go hail to the Redskins. So my life is perfect. Hell. Your life is perfect. Our life hell. is And hell Maplewood, baby. Our life is hell perfect Maplewood. for having you in it. I want to say thanks again, and I want to say hail to the Redskins. I want to say let's bring on draft day, guys. For, for the Audible, I'm Ken Marangolo. This is Tuesday night.